you probably are halfway through the school year and you looked at your homeschool room or maybe it's your homeschool shelf, whatever your homeschool books are. And maybe you're like me and you felt, holy moly, how did I get this much books, this much resources, this much curriculum piled up in here? <laughs> and you realize I am in curriculum overwhelm. Well, this is for all my homeschool mamas who are probably like, I realize that I have way too much stuff. You have become a collector of homeschool resources. And I'm going to tell you, we need to start clearing that out. After being a homeschool mama for going on, my oldest is going to, this is halfway through the sixth grade year. I can tell you, with five kids, I have been in curriculum overwhelm year after year. And I decided this year, I'm going to finally release it all. So let's talk about how I am doing that. It has been freeing scary but freeing and i'm going to help you through that process today in the meantime if you are not currently following me on instagram that is the best way to contact me after i get through my instagram fast <laughs> go and follow me at kawai underscore aquin k-a-w-a-i underscore a-h-q-u-i-n aloha mamas you've made it to the homeschooling entrepreneur mom podcast i'm kawai aquin RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, Get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Hey, 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 my homeschool mamas. Welcome to an episode that you probably will need to hear because you might be going through this at this moment or you can prevent yourself from getting into this place. And what this place is, is curriculum overwhelm. And you're like, what is that? What does that even mean? Well, as a homeschooling mama, you probably have been in a situation where you're trying to figure out what curriculum is best for your child. And if you have more than one kid who is homeschooling, I have five kids ranging from the ages from 2 to 11. And I know you're probably like, well, your two-year-old doesn't even need anything. Hold up. This is where the curriculum overwhelm also comes into effect because you also may go into what if I need it for the younger ones. For the littles. Yes, all of those things go through your mind if you are a homeschooling mama of multiples. And what happens is you have to figure out what curriculum works best for your child. And if you don't know how to do that, I did an episode all about that where you can learn about your child's uh, learning styles and all the things, what to do before even buying curriculum because that will save you money. But guess what? Life happens and you try out a curriculum and that one doesn't work out as well as you thought it would be. So you change to another curriculum and then you realize you can either sell it or you have this inkling going, hmm, I think that curriculum may work better for my next son or your next child who's maybe one or two years younger. And you're like, I'm going to save it for them. And then that curriculum goes on your shelf <laughs> and it just like kind of snow ball effects meaning this keeps building after that maybe you find a curriculum in i don't know 
in a bookstore that you thought like you really wanted a year ago or you wanted to try out you heard about it from other homeschooling mamas or online resources and you found it at a good deal and you're like you know what i'm gonna add this to my school year maybe it's your school year this year maybe it's the school year next year maybe you're like i'm just gonna do 15 minutes of it maybe one day of this and you put that curriculum on your shelf too now let's think about this i have three kids who are currently in school like full-time homeschooling that's my three older boys they are first second and sixth grade so i have all their current curriculum right now on my shelves. (laughs) I have a three-year-old who does part-time preschooling somewhere else and then I still do some things with her too. So I have her curriculum on my shelf and then like I said there has been curriculum through the years that my oldest has gone through, my sixth grader, that I have been saving for my younger kids. Now just imagine this is on top of the books that I already have for reading, for, you know, resources or um, what do you call that? To look up things. I don't have an encyclopedia set because we know we don't need that. (laughs) But I do have a lot of books about history, about culture. Uh, My kids love nonfiction books. So we have a whole bunch of nonfiction books about animals, space, and all the things. So this is on top of our library. And I remember at the beginning of this year, I was going through a decluttering phase and I looked at my homeschooling room and it just stressed me out. And I was like, why does this stress me out? And it's just because there's way too many things in it. So I went through a whole wave, you know, got rid of stuff that we weren't using that I thought would be awesome, that is just not fitting into our homeschool. Those are the easy things to get rid of. The curriculum that I've been holding on to, that I've been using, that worked great for my oldest, that I'm hoping will work great for my next child, and then some. That is where I was at for a long time. (laughs) And I realized, like, why am I here? And I had to ask myself a few questions. So these are some questions you might need to ask yourself, too. So... I remember just sitting there and looking at my shelf. So I have this huge um, Ikea Calyx shelf. It's a five by five. So it has 25 cubbies. And that thing is filled to the brim. And I was looking at the curriculum. And I said to myself, man, why wouldn't I get rid of some of these things? We're not even using it. And I know I can always like buy it later. And maybe I can, you know, utilize it in a different way. Maybe I don't need the entire thing. I just need part of it. And I realized that a lot of it was doubt. I had a lot of doubt in there and guilt. Doubt that, am I going to be doing enough for my next child if I get rid of this curriculum? Am I, you know, am I going to even have enough to teach them? You know, do I need more? That's why I'm keeping it just in case I need more. I also realized that I was feeling guilty because I was like, well, I spent all this money on it and I don't want to waste it. So it was such a good curriculum. It didn't work out so much for maybe that child, but I know it'd be great for this next one. But then I feel guilty because if I got rid of it, then, you know, what if I could have used it for maybe the child after that and the child after that? So my mind just keeps on going. And also I think about my curriculum and I tell myself, 
you know, what if my next child doesn't like this, but the one after that may like that. And I would like play a scenario in my head like now I'm wasting money because if I get rid of the books, then hello, I could have saved money if one of my child's child, one of my kids would like it. And so all these things go through my head when I start looking at curriculum. Other things that may go through your head that has gone through my head in the past was comparison. Maybe you saw some other homeschooler or another child utilizing a curriculum and they were successful in it and you're like, maybe I'll try it too. So then you get it and you add it to your books of resources, but you already have a curriculum right now that it's going pretty well. So you're like, I'll just use it next time or down the line or next month or whatever. So you're like holding on to it. Maybe you're just a collector. I was a collector before. (laughs) And I just kept holding on because I knew all my kids are different. And I said, well, I think this one will work best with him and this one works best with them. And I kept telling myself excuses until the point where now I have cubbies of curriculum and resources. So what did I do? So here's how I pared down my curriculum overall. Because if you just have multiple kids, one, two, five, (laughs) you will have multiple books. You will have a lot of stuff. And just the stuff you use currently is going to take up a lot of space. If you have the space to hold on to things, I will still limit that amount of space because the curriculum and resources and books can get overwhelming, can become way too much if you do not limit your space. So that's the first thing to do. Limit the space that you have dedicated to curriculum. Because if you are buying another shelf, if you are putting it in places it shouldn't be, like under the bed or in the hallway closet, then that is not the best way to manage your curriculum because it will be forgotten. You will probably buy something else (laughs) and then find it later. Or you really may not use it. It might just like pass the year or pass the time that you're supposed to use it for that child. So do not put it in other places in your house. That's number one, limit the space. Number two, do an assessment on your kid. Check their progress. If the curriculum they are using currently right now is amazing and it's doing great with them, then keep it. You really don't have to use another one because the truth is they probably would do good on the other one and another one and a different one. But if they already are doing great on the one you have provided for them, then you really don't need to add something else to it. You know, if they are not doing so well and you need to adjust, then that's when you should be looking for another curriculum and transition them into that one. The other thing is, does your current curriculum work with your kid's learning style? Because for me, some of my curriculum that didn't work out for my oldest, I kept it because I was like hoping my next kids would, you know, have a different learning style that would fit that curriculum. The truth is, Some of the curriculum that I was keeping did not fit them either, did not interest them. I was just keeping it because I thought it was a great curriculum, had good reviews, you know, other people were successful in it. And I was like, you know what? I know that this is not right for my child. So I finally had to give that up. I had to move past the guilt of like, wow, you know, it would have been so great. I feel guilty that I spent all this money on it. Let it go. (laughs) Release it. Now. The last thing is, the only thing you should be holding on to, for sure, for sure, is 
if you will use it. And the way to know if you will for sure use it is if you're in a point where you're like, okay, I'm going to build my kids next year curriculum. You will put that one into their curriculum that you're building next year. That's how you will for sure know that they will use it. That way you're not buying other types of curriculum. You're not adding too much to it. You're like, okay, I have this and this is how we're going to transition next year into that. Then keep it. If you have curriculum on your shelf or books or resources on your shelf, that is for when they're in middle school or high school, I'm going to tell you, mama, release that. Release it, maybe gift it to someone else, maybe resell it because there will be a time when you will need curriculum and yes, you will have resources for it. And the truth is you might not even have even looked at it or remembered it down the line. It is taking up space in your life that you don't even need to dedicate any time or energy to. You're literally dragging these books along with you for years down the line. Not worth it. Not worth it at all. (laughs) So I'm trying to help you release this curriculum overwhelm. And it's with these three simple steps. Number one, limit the amount of space that you have for your curriculum. Number two, check on your kids' progress. If they are doing amazing, then continue with what you already have. Release anything that's extra that will be too much for them. That will be too much for you. Let it go. You are doing great. And number three, only hold on to something that you have put into their next curriculum. Like you literally have listed it down the following year, these are the curriculums I, I will use. You put it in your designated space. You know that when next school year is coming up, you already have it to go. If you're trying to plan for like three, four years down the line and you're holding on to that book, release it. You will have a, a time where you can come back to it. You might not even be using the same thing. Something might change in those next three years, but release it. You do not need to spend any more time or energy on that now instead of focus on what your kid is doing today with their curriculum, how you can support them right now with what you have. All right, my friends, I hope that has helped set you free from curriculum overwhelm and get you in motion into getting more space, more time with your kids and realize that you probably are doing an amazing job with what you have today in your homeschool. And like always, only you can make your day amazing. So go out and make your homeschool day great. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Kavai.